welcome to Digging Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsaya. On today's series, we'll be teaching from the book of Romans. Are you ready to go deeper into God's word? Join us weekly as we go into the book of Romans, chapter by chapter. Now here we go, digging deep into Romans. Have fun tonight. God bless you. Amen. Okay, shall we pray? Eternal Rock of Ages, we bless your name. King of glory, you are our life. In you we live, in you we move, in you alone we have our being. Thank you for the miracle of sleeping and waking. Thank you for provisions. Thank you for making it possible for us to be gathered together on this um, uh, online Bible study. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. You are everything to us. Tonight, we turn this broadcast over to you. Completely, totally, have your way. Amen. Even those of us that are here, teach us. Amen. Let there be revelation batted in our hearts. Amen. And those at home, impart them, O Lord. Let Jesus be lifted up. Amen. Let the blessings be ours. Amen. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, we are back in the book of Romans, uh, like you know, and we are still in the first chapter. Um, maybe it's your first time you are joining us. The book of Romans is uh, one of the 13 books written by Paul the Apostle. Uh, it's strategically placed in the Bible as the first of his epistles. And we have been looking at it uh, uh, and taking lessons from it. Uh, some of the things, I can't go into everything we have uh, studied and learned, but we can just mention a, a few. Some of the things we have learned from verses 1 uh, to where we stopped last week, which was verse 16. Uh, some of the things we have learned uh, includes uh, dependence on God. We talked about the gospel. Uh, uh, we have seen that the promises of God are sure and steadfast. We talked about our identity in Christ, that uh when we gave our life to, to Christ, we got a new identity. We have been engrafted into God's family. We are now children, sons and daughters of God. We talked about grace that is meant for service, grace for obedience. Uh, Paul uh, spoke about the grace of God, about uh, the, the, the faith of the Roman believers, that their faith is being spoken about all over the world. Uh, because and uh, we, 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 were, we, were, we came to the understanding that even though they've never met Paul, mm. even though they were kind of limited in what they know about this gospel of grace, they were acting on the little knowledge they have. Mm. Their faith was working. They were working in the light that they have. Uh, we moved on to talking about the need to share faith. That's from verses, uh, we look at verses 8 to 15. Uh, faith needs to be uh, faith. Jesus described faith as a servant. We need to engage our faith always in doing something. Uh, Paul spoke about continuous prayer. 
He said they prayed for them continuously. And uh, one of the things we, uh, lessons, uh, take away that we took from that is that we also must be ceaseless in prayer. Not only praying for ourselves, it's good to pray for yourself, uh, but we must be uh, engaged in praying for the other members of the body of Christ. Praying that they will come to a, a realization and understanding of the things that God, through Jesus Christ, has done for us. Uh, most of our prayer life is just God, give me, give me, give me, give me. But most of Paul's prayer life was about people, the church coming to the understanding, revelation of the things that God has done for them. Those are two different kinds of prayer. Then Paul talked about his longing and desire to see the Roman believers. But he said he's trusting God that the plan of God to see them, he knew that would be the ultimate of his ministry. But it was, uh, he was giving God the privilege of timing. And we said, we too, discovering God's purpose for your life is not, uh, is not the end in itself. There is timing connected with it. And the book of Ecclesiastes made us believe, understand that God makes everything beautiful in his times. I think that's verse 11. So there is always timing to God's plan. We must not be too, uh, jump ahead of God and we must not uh, stay uh, too just far too far behind. We must be in sync, like one of our ministers would say. We must be in sync with God's plan. Paul was in sync, uh, with, and that's why he didn't just jump on the boat and go to Rome. Mm. The timing would have been wrong. He yielded to the Holy Spirit. Then he spoke about the empowerment of faith. Faith empowers us to manifest and finish our journey. He encouraged the Roman believers to uh, walk, to be encourager and uh, comforter. That they are to, to encourage, that he, if he eventually gets to them, he's looking forward to encouraging them. He mentioned imparting spiritual gifts to them. And he mentioned that their faith will, uh, Bring comfort, mutual benefit. That's what the body of Christ should be. That's what every local church should be. And one of the principles that we adopt in Faith Chapel here is that there is nothing any member of this church will need that God will not provide through this church. Because there is nothing my hand needs. The Bible said each part of the human body is jointly impacted and supplied from the what others bring. So we must be effective member of the body of Christ so that the body, the same body, can nourish us. Uh, that's what Paul said. Said they would, they, their faith will encourage him. He also looking, was also looking forward to something. Then he, he, he spoke about the obligation of love. Jesus' commandment to us is to love the Father with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. That's the three part of us. And to love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm -hmm. And Paul said the love of God places obligation on every believer. I am not, I don't love people because I just want, I, they are lovable. I love them because love is a command. Mm -hmm. I find a way to be, and this love is not affection, it's just, it's not natural affection. It's unconditional uh, appreciation and acceptance. And making the best of that person. Doing what will, uh, like you always say, leave people better than you met them. That is the agape love of God. God did not leave mankind in that depraved state 
He reached down and lifted up to himself, to the highest heaven, not just halfway. Uh, so that is a demonstration of his love, and we must also follow in suit. So we move on last week to talking about uh, the gospel. Verse 16, Paul said, I am not afraid of ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And he told us the reason why. He said, it is the power. So the gospel, we spoke at length on this, and I know we pick it up from here. Maybe we should just start off from there okay. after reading. Okay. All right. So um, today we are going to focus on, obviously, verse 16 and 17. And then we would uh, move forward again to see how far we can go. Amen. We're not going anywhere. We are not living here unless Jesus Christ comes uh, soon. But uh, so we'll take it slow. Hey, um, I look forward to when he comes. Because the Bible says when he comes, then we will know as he is known. So we will, known. Yeah, we will just, the Bible study then will take another turn. Amen. 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 Uh, the reason that we study the Bible is not so that we can live happily ever after in heaven. But so that we can, not only so that we can live ever happily yeah. ever after in heaven, but also so that we can live victorious lives here on earth. Because there is two parts to salvation. There is the heavenly hope and there is the... The, the sweet by and by. There is the sweet by and by. Yeah. And then there is the, <laughs> the living here yeah. on earth. And the expectation of God when he sent Jesus was not only to rescue us from death, but also to make sure that we live good lives here on earth as his children. So I will read um, verses 16 all the way to 32 today, and then we will pick it from there. I'm reading the New International Version. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith, from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts for sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. 
In the same way, the men have also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous, righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor. Ah, do you know that Romans chapter 1 is one of the passages in the Bible that uh, a lot of people, which is not in the Bible, <laughs> in our contemporary world. It's one of the uh, most outstanding uh, chapters in the Bible. And it's very basic and fundamental that it uh, is necessary for us to slowly, cautiously dissect it. Because some of the things we see some of the things that got that is being preached on social media platforms, they are not what the Bible says. So we are looking into what God Himself has said. The question is: Can I upgrade the Word of God? Is it ever obsolete? No. But there are school of thoughts that want you to believe that this is outdated, that the things we are talking about here are, are no more relevant. But if we look at their, 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 the premise of their argument. The moment you can say a part of the word of God is outdated, then the whole word of God is outdated. Then God himself is outdated. It's no more current. It's no more relevant. But it's still the same school of thought that the Sadducees came to Jesus with and the Pharisees. He said, okay. And Jesus told them, that it, what God said, every letter, every tense that God, the Bible, God used in the Bible, they are specifically chosen by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, it was telling that one of their most favorite scripture is that the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob is their God. Mm -hmm. And Jesus used that same uh, scripture to say, is it not written? I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. He didn't say I was. Mm -hmm. In other words, they are still alive. Yes. Abraham is alive. Isaac is alive. Ja uh, ja Jacob is alive only in a different realm. Mm -hmm. So, God can never be outdated. And no, no man can upgrade the Bible. Mm. What God said, Jesus said, I am the truth. The truth is the same. Highest form of reality yesterday, today, and forever. I don't always like everything I see in the Bible. <laughs> Some of it are so challenging. But I respect them as the word of God. And I receive them as the word of God. 
I am not 100% on board with everything. Mm. What is the word of God? There's nothing that can be done against the truth, but for the truth. And we, we just want you, if you are watching us or you are going to listen to this podcast, sometimes we, I want you to know God loves the sinner, but he talks and judges the sin. And some of the things that we have come to accept in our contemporary world, they are not of God. So, and this chapter is in the Bible. This is the first chapter in the epistle. So, it's very important that the Holy Spirit put it there. So, verse 16. Let's jump right into verse 16 again. We were talking about the gospel. And uh, we saw that there are four expressions that Paul used for the gospel. In verse 1, he said the gospel of God. In verse 9, he said the gospel of Christ. In uh, Acts chapter 20, the same Paul, the verse 24, he said the gospel of grace. And then in uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 25, he said, my gospel. It's still the same gospel. And you define the gospel for us. He said it is the good news. Gospel means good news. It's not bad news. So what we are talking about, if you, if you are today, you are on the other side of it, it's not bad news. It's to bring you joy and bring you on board. The gospel is always the good news. What we are, what Paul wrote to us in Romans is the good news of the grace of God through Jesus Christ. So it's the gospel of grace, not the gospel of works. Not what I have done to earn God's favor. It is what God has done to accept me and to change my nature as a, as a precious son. Uh, so that's what he's talking about. And then this gospel, Paul told us in verse 16, he said, it is the power. I want to zero in on the word power again. Uh, nations have power. Humans have power to different categories. But the ultimate power is, the, is of God. You know? Is it, is it David that said, uh, uh, no, uh, is it David or Job said, once I have had, twice, I want, once you have spoken twice about that what? Power. The ultimate authority, the ability to exercise influence belongs to God. So, but the gospel is the power of God. So when we are talking about the gospel, we must see that this is the ultimate influence. This is the, the, the creative ability of God. This is who God is. The gospel. This is his nature. This is the essence of God. The word of God. The grace of God is the essence of God. So the gospel is the, an all-encompassing word. It is what produced the new birth. And you mentioned that last week in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. So can we see that in the New King James? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Or whatever translation, AIT, they are helping us here. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. He said, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. What is this incorruptible seed? He said, through the word of God, which, which lives and abides forever. God lives and abides forever. His word, this gospel, is going to live and abide. Even when we are all done and in heaven, the gospel is still our watchword. Amen. Amen. So, the gospel produced the new birth and the gospel also uh, imparts grace. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. 
the gospel. You can't talk of God's grace without the gospel. Ah, because the grace of God comes via the, God, the, 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 the gospel, the word of God. So what does that say? Acts chapter 20 verse 24. Paul's talking about the things he has been going through. He said, none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life there to myself. So that I may finish my race with joy. This was a man that was, you read 1 Corinthians, I think chapter, uh, chapter, uh, somewhere there, that he was talking, giving us a CV of the things. He said, beaten with stripes, shipwrecked so many times, uh, left for a day and a half in the sea, uh, and put up the gospel, don't take it off. Aha. <laughs> so that I may finish my race with joy, not with murmuring and complaining, not the why me. Aha. He said, and the ministry, which I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify. So, Paul was defining his ministry here. This is his calling. He said, what was his calling? To testify, to witness to the gospel of God's grace. The, that's what Jesus called him to do. To prove the authenticity of the New Testament. But it, it so the, it imparts grace. Anyone that received what Paul is preaching, they enjoy the grace of God. And therefore, anyone that refuses it, they cut themselves off from enjoying the benefit of grace. Amen. One other thing that the gospel does, uh, that we get through the God, this gospel of God, this gospel of Christ, this gospel of grace, this gospel of Paul, this gospel of Pastor Dio, this gospel of Pastor Yemi, is that it brings peace. Peace is a, an essential commodity that everybody is looking for. There's so much confusion and anxiety and trouble in the world. But in the gospel, there is peace. We can see that in Romans chapter 10, verse 15. Let's see what the Bible says. Romans 10, 15. Romans chapter 10, verse 15. It says, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, they are how beautiful at the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Who brings glad tidings of good things? So, with that's why I said, no matter even if the what we are talking about today, you are not practicing it already. Don't 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 feel condemned about it. It's to bring you. Oh, so that's how I should be thinking, which will impact the way you are behaving. You change your thoughts before you change behavior. Amen. So, it's the gospel of peace. Peace means wholeness. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. So this gospel of God is to put us all together. Whatever part of your life that is broken, whatever of mine that's broken, the gospel put it together. Just like a whole cake. Amen. Amen. All right. I know you got one or two things to say. No, actually, as you were talking, you know, talking about the gospel, it's so powerful. But even when I was reading this thing, I was remembering um, when Jesus was taken from the people when when he was being receiving to receiving heaven, yeah. to heaven. Yeah. the bible says that the disciples were standing there i believe it was acts chapter one you know the disciples oh. were standing there and they were looking at him going up and an angel or someone came to them and said why are you standing there gazing so the same way that he went up he will come down and he, and he told them that they should go to jerusalem and all that stuff uh, and I was thinking that many of us, when we receive the gospel, there are the people that just receive gospel and decide that they're no longer living on this earth. 
Their gaze is only in heaven. heaven. There is nothing that concerns them about living on earth. They, their body will be sick and they will be saying yeah, it's in preparation to get to heaven. Oh. They will be broke and they will say that they have their treasures in heaven. Oh. You know, their children may be going wayward and they said, well, I'm going to gain many children oh. when I get to heaven. So they are being, you know, <laughs> they are being uh, uh, cheated yeah. out of what the gospel, part yeah. of what the gospel is about oh. here on earth. You know, because they could live here on earth and receive, you know, prosperity, they could receive peace just like we have elaborated here. They could have immortality. They could have joy. Everything could be there for them. And then there is still the other group of people that believe that everything is here. is about everything that is yeah. here. So they live their life forgetting about eternity. Mm. So those are the kind of people that don't care they say that grace covers everything. They go into sin. They do whatever it is that they feel that their flesh feels like doing. And they are talking about grace. So, But this gospel is about the balance. While we are living here on earth, enjoying everything, we must also be begin conscious. to think yeah. or be conscious yeah. of eternity. I, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. When that were, is, in, in, you see, um, that's the whole essence of the New Testament. Uh, it's now, it made us righteous. It changed our being. So that now, Ephesians said, do, uh, doing the good works that God has laid down. I think that's Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 10. He said, we are God's workmanship so that we can. And verse 6 said, he saved us. Uh, God there is, uh, we are heaven's occupying force mm -hmm. on this earth. He said, occupy till I come. So the, the, the Christians are to occupy the victory that Jesus brought. We are to enforce it. Uh, and at his return, like he, he told us in that parable, he will reward us. Uh, but at the same time, the gospel impacts the present and the future. So there are we don't become heavenly minded and become utterly useless. useless yes. Or become utterly minded and, and become heavenly disqualified. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to find the balance. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us stay in the balance. Mm -hmm. There are always two extremes, mm -hmm. but it is better to stay. Mm -hmm. We are here, we are left. Have you ever wondered why God didn't take you to heaven? He just rapture you the day you gave your life to Christ. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there's an assignment here. Yes, yes, yes. If not, the day we give our life to Christ, we shall just we shall go to heaven. If that is the that's the ultimate goal. That's our the Bible said our citizenship is of heaven. That's our home. And after every you go out to work, you go back home. But we are at work here. And to be what does that mean at work here? We are to uh, bring this good news to others. Get them in. Let God walk through us. Let's heal their sick bodies. Uh, teach them the principles of prosperity. Pay their bills. And show them the love of God. That is our assignment. That's what we are, we are left here to do as ambassadors of Christ. So it's very important that we know that. Yes, sir. And I think that the reason that many people do what they do is because they don't know the purpose of why we are here. Mm -hmm. Like you said, our purpose 
is not just to enjoy life. Yeah, it's to part, accumulate it's, wealth. Or, or to accumulate wealth, wealth. Our purpose is to make sure, the reason that we are left here is to make sure that the kingdom of God is populated. Yes. You know, we take the kingdom that we have received mm. and give it to the other yeah. people by uh, the way that we live our lives, by how we speak, by even the, the things that we amass, mm. the wealth that we amass must be used for the kingdom. Yes, yes. The resources of the king in every kingdom is meant to uh, for the advancement of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Take, for example, the royal family. Uh, you know, whatever they, they, you know, in Commonwealth nations, the the queen sits on as the head of Commonwealth nation, and that's why it's called Commonwealth nations. So it's Commonwealth. The wealth is common. Uh, it's for the advancement of the nations that the queen or the king sit on top. Mm-hmm. He, she owns everything uh, by uh, by law, by agreement. Uh, 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 even no government in Canada can take office without the, the representative of the queen uh, asking them, the governor general, saying, okay, go ahead, go form government. And they form the government just when the government is going to be dissolved also. She is the, or whoever is the governor general representing the queen, representing the king, is the one that dissolves it. And the, we must take that same mindset to the Bible. Jesus is the king. We are is brothers and sisters. We are those that have bonded themselves to him by choice to carry out his assignment, not my assignment. Mm-hmm. And we, what we are talking about, people mistake their own ambition for Christ's assignment. Mm-hmm. And that's why people just go off on their own tangent. They just begin to live their own life, amass wealth and all that, and think everything ends here. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the discourse of Solomon. That's what the guy died a depressed person. Why? Because one of in this one of his discourse, he said, "Why should I leave all these things I've made to somebody else? Why can't I just go with them?" He said, "This is vanity. Why will I use all my God?" But the mistake he made, God gave him the wisdom. It was God's finger upon his life that distinguished him from every other person in his time. But he thought because God made him wise, he's supposed to go with. And they hurt all these things. About no, nobody brought anything to this world, and nobody's God just. But it's about the king, and it's about the kingdom. And when we find our purpose in the king's purpose, life has meaning. Yes. And has fulfillment. Yes. Yes. That's the only way we can find fulfillment if we run with the, our purpose, our our God-given purpose on this earth. To just create a purpose for yourself, you end up at the end at the last leg of the ladder and discover there is no fulfillment. Mm. And that's why people regret at the end of their time. Uh, that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. So the gospel is the power of God. It impacts salvation. It brings peace. It's, uh, it it, 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 it sets people free. John chapter 8 verses 31. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth that you know and you engage in practicing will set you free. So, is the, so people talk about freedom and I always tell, especially the younger generation, that there is no freedom without responsibility. Mm-hmm. You have to know something 
and be doing something to enjoy freedom. Freedom is not just liberty to do anything you want, anytime you want to do it, and just live and... No, even in the society we live, there are... You know what is what you need to do, and you do it. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. Yes. The same thing in the kingdom. We what It is in the gospel that we know how as citizens of the kingdom we are supposed to behave. How as citizens of the kingdom I'm supposed to talk. How as citizens of the kingdom I'm supposed to use the resources of, the, of God that comes to my hand. Amen. Amen. So we don't just go store the resources in our bank account. No, we use it for the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So we also... What the other part that we spoke about last week was uh, salvation. We said it's the New Testament, the Greek word for salvation is the word soteria. That's also an all-encompassing word. And um, for years, the body of Christ just zero in on one part of salvation. That's the going to heaven. We, 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 we ignored all the other side. But the word uh, soteria means uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's inclusive of deliverance, mm -hmm. health, mm -hmm. help, welfare, safety, victory, uh, uh, avenge, rescue, preserve, and defend. So it's an all-encompassing word. In the, I think in the, in the, in the Hebrew uh, uh, word for it is also uh, along the same line. So what God through Jesus did is to prosper us, is to heal our bodies, is to give us peace of mind, is to uh, deliver us from the satanic influence, from the consequences of sin, and to guarantee that when we are done here, we are going to spend eternity with him. So uh, we must not lose sight of that. Don't just take one part. The way God revealed this to me, or the way God ministered this to me, is that, okay, in my fridge, there are all kinds of delicacies, mm -hmm. well-cooked and all put in there. Mm -hmm. But because of the narrowness of my mind, I just focus on the fried rice. And every, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night, continuously for every day, all I do is just, is the dish for the fried rice that I, this is, maybe because that's the one I see first. So I think that's all there is. No, there is more. There is all kind of delicacies. But if I look very well, I will see that he has prepared a table, not in heaven, here on earth. And on that table is the healing, is the prosperity, is the long life, is the peace of mind. So why should I just take uh, eternity first? Or just stay with eternity? Why, why leave the dish for prosperity? Why not eat some of healing? Why not eat some peace of mind? Why not just check and then have some dessert at the end of the day? Dress nice, look nice, drive a good car. And then when you are done, like Abraham, he said, wealth and riches. He said, look to Abraham. I call him alone and I prosper him. And the Abraham servant said, God has blessed my master. He has gold. He has silver. But the Bible made us understand that his righteousness was still intact. So to be rich, to be healthy, to be well is not a sinful thing. Like you are saying, some people, their health, it doesn't matter. In the street, when I get to heaven, there will be no sickness. But what about here? And one of the lies the devil has told the church, the organized, the, the, the body of the devil, that Paul was a sick man. And there's no scripture that says Paul was a sick man. 
If a sick man can write to third of the New Testament, then everybody should pray to be sick. I think being sick, even or poor and all that, uh, on one part, is a selfish way mm. of life. Mm. Because when you are sick, you are not used to anyone. Yeah, you are a burden to everybody. Yes. So <laughs> if and if you are not used to anyone, mm. you cannot actually talk about bring, the gospel and bring people into the kingdom yeah. because you are too sick. I always tell myself, like you know what, if I am not okay, if I am not healthy. I would not be useful because sometimes, you know, as ministers of God, we overwork ourselves mm -hmm. and then we become tired and we be, and I'm, we're like, okay, when you are tired, when you are sick, there is no useful you to anybody. You are not useful to anyone. Not even to yourself. And if you are poor, there is no way you. I mean, what can you do? There is nothing. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the Bible says. I don't know if it's the Bible. I don't think it's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, the, the gospel runs on prosperity. Yeah. No, know? it's a, Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Okay, sir. Oh, my, yes, 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 my kingdom. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, the gospel runs on, on money, yeah. on, on being uh, prosperous. But mm. if you are now taking the oath of poverty, mm. you are actually being selfish. Mm. You are only thinking about yourself that, you know what, I'm good to go to heaven. I don't need anybody else to go with me. Mm. Because if you don't have enough to give to other yeah. people, to attract other people to the kingdom. To even yeah. keep the door of the church open. You need money. Yes. So if you can't keep the door, if you can't even maintain your own house, if you are on the street, how are you going to? You're living under the, on the street. Who is going to join you to come to that God so that they can live on the street too? And Apostle Paul told the um, uh, told some of the, of the people that he wrote his letter to. I believe it was the Corinthians, talking to them about the, the Macedonian church. Georgia. You know that they gave yeah. so that the gospel could be expanded, yeah. Yeah. so that he could have enough to use mm. to you know to bring out the mm. gospel. Mm. So it's important for us to take the totality yeah. of this yeah. gospel. Yeah. You can be rich and be righteous, yeah. just like you said, yep. as, as Abraham mm. was. Mm. And thank God, Abraham's wealth was mm. not only for himself mm. and his family mm. alone. He, he was helpful to other people, even his servants himself. Mm. You know, he, he, was, he was a good man to everyone else around him. Amen. So we can, we can just take look at the gospel. Stop looking at the gospel from the angle of, you know, just salvation to go to heaven. Yeah. No, the gospel is big, uh, and salvation is not only salvation or being saved to go to heaven. Mm. You talked about protection. Yeah. Salvation yeah. is part, uh, part of protection. Uh, part of salvation is protection. You know, defended. You know, victorious yeah. living. That's part of salvation yeah. as well. Yeah. Amen. Now, um, something was. Uh, I was going to ask us to do something. Um, uh, Let's look at the Amplified Bible with um, ah, Holy Spirit. I was almost there. Um, uh, okay. L let's look at uh, Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Not, let's look at it in the Amplified Bible. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. Then we look at uh, Because in the gospel is healing. We have mentioned protection. But healing is another, just like money. Mm -hmm. Healing, a, a sick body, a sick mind cannot accomplish God's purpose. No, no. 
you become uh, a burden, a liability. a liability to everybody. They have to stop things to attend, attend to, to you. you. Yes. So the premise that Paul was a sick man doesn't hold water. If a, a sick man would travel the known world and write to third of the test, New Testament, I want that kind of sickness. <laughs> That's a good sickness. Amen. But Peter said, silver and gold, talking to the man by the uh, beautiful, beautiful gates. Gate. He said, I do not have. But the same Peter that said, silver and gold he does not have. Sometime in, in the next two chapters of the book of Acts, the Bible said they were throwing money at his feet. So, don't just run with one part of the gospel. Take it all, like Pastor Dario said. Take the whole thing. Oh, Peter said silver and gold I don't have. So, silver and gold doesn't matter. No. Remember Ananias and Sapphira in chapter 5. The Bible said they were selling properties, bringing money. Not $2, not $10. Heavy money. And they were dropping it at Peter's feet. So, uh, because it was... No, let, let, let's look at this again. There is some lesson the Holy Spirit taught me here again. He said, what I do have. As at that time, he had no silver, he has no gold. But he had something. He has the name of Jesus. The authority and the power of God. How did he get them? By the gospel. Jesus told them, in my name, go into the world. Uh, teach. Uh, lay hand on the sick they will recover. And Peter went ahead with John and demonstrated that. So, in the gospel, is healing. And in verse 16, if you jump to verse 16, you will see Paul, uh, Peter speaking here. He said, uh, verse 16, he said, on the basis of faith in Jesus, it is the name of Jesus. Remember, that's what he said he has. And he said, faith in that name which has strengthened this man whom you see and know, and the faith which comes through him, that comes through the gospel, has given this man this perfect, perfect health. Complete wholeness. Complete wholeness. That's what we are talking about. The gospel makes you completely whole. I've told the story many times in church that how I used to be sick. You have told the story many times in the women something, then in the church, how the, your, the back pain went in 2010 when we were coming. Mm -hmm. But in 12 years now, there has been no back pain. Mm -hmm. How did it happen? The gospel. Yes. We must take the totality of the gospel. No matter where you are today, the answer is in this gospel of God, this gospel of Christ, this gospel of grace. And you were using, you were elaborating with the refrigerator thing, how we have different delicacies yeah. in the fridge. And sometimes we pick the one that is outside, you know, yeah. closest yeah. to the door mm -hmm. because of the fact that we are not searching. Yeah. We are not looking. Yeah. And that is how we get delicacies mm -hmm. from the word of God. Yeah. There are some things in the scripture, some promises in the scripture that we have to search for. The Bible used a, a, a parable of Lord Jesus Christ when he was talking to his disciples at one time. He said there was a woman who lost a coin and the woman lit a candle yeah. and began to just search. One coin, yeah. Just one coin. And she searched the whole house and looked and looked mm. until she found mm. the coin. Yeah. And that coin is really relevant or, or could be what the promise that you are looking for. Yeah. 
part of the promises of God is that we are fruitful. Mm. We multiply. Mm. You know, we have children. Mm. Sometimes we may need to go in and search and search and search, you know, for just getting uh, putting the jollof rice or the fried rice on one side mm. because you've so eaten what else so is many. there? You've eaten so much uh -huh. of the white rice. You Let's need to see. change what your else? taste. Yes. Yeah. You want to get some more. You could get a little bit of fried rice from the fridge and probably you need nice per soup to be on the side or you need fruits and vegetables yeah. on the side, but you have to search. And, and yeah, yeah. It's the same thing yeah. with the word of God. Uh -huh. We have to search. Yeah. We have to dig yeah. deep okay. into the word to be able to find Amen. what we need. Amen. Uh, I quickly wrote it down so I don't forget. Bill Winston. In, I had him say, there was a time he went to his refrigerator. He was so hungry. He opened. He said, there's nothing to eat here. He closed it. Then he said, honey, there's nothing to eat at home. His wife said, give me some time. And I think after about an hour or so, his wife said, food is ready. And by the time he got to the dining room, he saw delicacies laid out. And he said, oh, where did you get this from? The wife said, from the same fridge. He didn't see, but the wife could see the materials there. Mm -hmm. And she was able to put them together. Mm -hmm. And something beautiful and amazing was set on the table. Mm -hmm. The grace of God mm -hmm. is likened to that fridge. Oh, it's loaded. It is your responsibility and my responsibility to search, to seek, and to take those things, the, what they, the parts, and put them together and enjoy the goodness of this God. God will not put the apple in your mouth. Mm -hmm. He will put the apple within your Glory. reach. Yes, sir. God will not squeeze the orange for you. He will put the orange by your side. And put a knife beside it for and you. And put a knife beside <laughs> it for you to cut it. And then give you a hand to squeeze it. Now there are machines to do that. But now, if God wants to heal me, he will have healed me. But when was the last time you went into the gospel and receive healing scriptures, mm -hmm. promises of God, mm -hmm. and appropriate them. Mm -hmm. We abdicate responsibilities and put everything on God. And that makes us a lazy, spiritually lazy Christians. We don't want to pray. We don't want to study. I don't even want to meditate. I don't even want to think about the word of God. Mm -hmm. There is no benefit that I can get from God. Mm -hmm. Because God does not... Creating lazy babies. Even in the natural, we subject our children to do things. Tell my daughter, I want this done. Help me do this. I put the word. They told me to put the word please. please. They, and so I learned to put please. But I, they still have to. Yeah? Because before I don't put please, then they say, mm -mm. Daddy, put please. And, uh, thank you. and thank you. So <laughs> I put please and thank you. So I start with please and end with thank you. But they still get it done. We put them to work. They, 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 you know, the other time I was told she was doing gardening, planting things. Huh? So the same thing, God expects us. He has given us the garden. He has given us the plants, the seed, the tools. But we are waiting on angels to come and do the planting. That's, that's not going to fly. We got to do this. The fridge is loaded. The chicken is on one side. The goat meat is there. The, the fridge is there. The pepper soup is It's you that we have to take and here put and put it together and enjoy it. And that delights and gladdens the Father. Yes, sir. Instead of yes. saying, Lord, there's nothing. This uh, When we get to heaven, 
Ah, no, no, we still got assignment here. There's still a good life to live here. Jesus was not living on the street. He was not poor. He was not wearing rags. He ate in upper rooms. And setting an example for us. Hallelujah. I think we need to go to verse 17. Because of time. Let's, let's jump to, at least let's get that done today. (laughs) It says, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's revealed. You see, the gospel reveals salvation. Yeah. It reveals the righteousness of God. Mm. A righteousness that is by faith. Mm. First, from first to last, Mm. or from faith to faith. From faith to faith. Just as as it is written, the righteous Mm. will live by faith. Yes. Just like the word salvation, righteousness is also another big word Mm -hmm. that we need to unravel. (laughs) We have spent two weeks now talking about this salvation. And I think anyone that's been hearing us from last week, now you have a better understanding of the word salvation. That is not just to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. It encompasses everything that is available for you to enjoy and to do here. Mm -hmm. This Now in similar manner, the word righteousness or righteous or right uh, is, uh, is revealed by uh, through the gospel. It is this good news of grace, God's grace, that uh, reveal how to be right with God, how to be righteous with God, or how to stand. What is righteousness? I think Brother Copeland said it means the ability to stand before God without a sense of guilt, condemnation, or inferiority. That you can stand boldly. You know, Hebrews 4.16 said, Let us therefore come boldly. Not crawling. Not timidly. God said, come boldly to the throne of grace. So that you may lay hold on things and receive well-timed help. So righteousness has to do with my ability to stand before God like Jesus. And that is why no man, no human being could achieve this righteousness without the righteousness of Christ. I'm looking at the, the meaning of righteousness mm. here in mm. this scripture. Mm. It says virtue, mm-hmm. goodness. Mm. I like the one it says blamelessness. Yeah. It says guiltlessness. Mm-hmm. Guiltless. Sinlessness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says saintliness. Mm-hmm. You are a saint. You are a saint. Yeah. Noble, nobility. Yeah. Yeah. Piety, Reality, yeah. piousness. Mm-hmm. It says purity. Pure. You are pure. You are holy. Innocence. Yeah. So <laughs> that is what the gospel yeah. has come to reveal yes. to us. Yes. Yes. Now that's why I said it's something we need to meditate on and think about because it will radically change you, you, your your understanding of the finished work of Christ. Christ, God sent Jesus to make us right with him. To make us be before him as if we never, as if sin never happened. Pure. Pure. Holy. So, I don't become holy. I was made holy. I don't attain to righteousness. He made me right with him. And now that he has made me right, not because I qualify for it, I need to learn how righteous people behave. Sometimes it's so overwhelming when we start thinking about that because sometimes I think about it and I'm like, what did I do? Nothing. That's why it's grace. 
you know, what, what could I have done? And then I started to think that I have received this. Yeah. Why are people still not receiving this? Why is it a big deal to mm. some people mm. that they would say we are not righteous? Because yeah. so many yeah. uh, well-meaning believers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, want to say, oh my goodness, no, 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 we are not righteous. We, we, we are sinners. I hear that a lot. Mm. People will say, I'm just a good old sinner. Mm. You know? Mm. Uh, 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 everybody is a sinner. Mm. Uh, nobody is righteous. Mm. But here, the scripture yeah. is saying it. Yeah. Now, it's very important. Now, we live in a culture. I think our, now there are three word views. Uh, one of them is the scriptural view, the Bible view. Bible's, Bible view is that when we receive Jesus, we become right with God. We have the same right standing of Jesus with the Father. We are blameless. We are pure. We are innocent before the Father. When God looks at me, he looks at me as innocent, as if I never sinned. Why? Because he's looking at me through the rightness of Christ. Now, but we live in a culture that believes you have to earn everything. You earn your degree. You earn your money. You earn your pay. You have to earn. So that earning things culture is what the Bible calls self-righteousness. And that is why we struggle. That, okay, this one that God has made, and I don't have to do anything. Ah, you know, when people give you things free at times in those days, you don't place value on them. You, until you know the, how much it costs them. If you know what it costs somebody to give you that pair of shoes, and like one of our ministers said, his wife bought him a shoe that cost him about 600. And he said, oh my goodness, 600, 600, I can't wear this. <laughs> that is, when he was talking, the Holy Spirit flashed my mind that that is how my people are treating my, my righteousness and my grace. No, I can't, I can't. It's too much for me. No, God, receive it, like you said, and enjoy it. We are right with God. So, we don't have to earn it. And that is where we struggle. We just walk in it. We walk in it. We thank him for it. That is what gladdens him. We must now know that there are two different things. You have to earn... Oh, Lord. Sorry. It's just telling me that time we need to round up. You, you, there are things you have to... We live in a, a society. You have to earn some things. If you are not paying your bills, <laughs> your credit, you have to earn your credit. Uh-huh. So, uh, that's, now that's normal. But when it comes to relationship with God, you cannot earn it. Okay. We must separate the... Now you have to earn your wife's trust, your husband's trust, uh, your boss' trust by being diligent. Uh, that workplace you are working is not set up just because you are a Christian. You are, even if your boss is a pope, he will fire you. Uh, because you, you have to deliver uh, but this is actually very easy to understand, especially those of us who, by the you know, grew up in North America, because I used to uh, in the United States of America. When you catch a guy, he has just killed someone, mm-hmm. you know, with gun in his hand, with the gun still, the blood still, and the, and you look at the mom, the mom will be like, no, no. no Cannot kill a fly. My son is innocent. Yeah. He can't kill a fly. That's how God sees yeah. us. 
I mean, I'm not saying that we should go and see. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, God does not see us. We are blameless. blameless. When you are in Christ, you are blameless. You are pure. You are holy. That's why he said, be holy. Now, he's now telling us, go and begin to act holy. Not so that he can accept you, but because he has accepted you. And he has given you the ability to do it. So, in the eyes of God, you cannot kill a fly. Yeah. Just, that's, that's why <laughs> Satan can't win against us. We, we are innocent. Amen. We are almost out of time. We have to pick it up on this because this is a big word. And it will, it will make your prayer, it will give you confidence in prayer. It will make your faith to produce. If you don't receive this righteousness of God by faith, your prayer will not always deliver. Your work with God will be impacted. God has placed us where we can never get to. And the only thing we can do is to stay there and do what he wants us to do. Live for him. Amen. All right. You want to close us out? Hallelujah. So one thing that I want us to remember today is you are God's baby boo. Uh You cannot hurt a fly in the eyes of God. You are righteous. He sees you as his righteousness, regardless of what you could have done. Jesus Christ has taken this, done this, brought you back to God in righteousness. And I think that we will continue, you know, as we have said, next week on this issue of righteousness because it's a big deal. Uh, So join us again next week so that we can continue on this righteousness uh, trip. And God bless you in the name of Jesus. Continue to study the Bible, dig deep into the word of God so that you can lay hold of the promises of God and may God keep you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. We bless you and pray for you that the goodness of God will invade your living room. Amen. Will invade your house, Amen. your businesses that by this between now and next week this grace of righteousness, this grace, this gospel of grace, this great God will manifest in your life. Things that have been difficult prior to tonight will be done with ease for you in the name of Jesus. We command healing to flow into your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. May Jesus reign in all your affairs. Peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.